Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my guy Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at a Tuesday night slate here in the NBA with only three games to choose from. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We are going to be coming back to you guys each and every weekday of this regular season, bringing you a couple game videos and our player props that we're continuing to stay roughly 75% or so on this season. Uh, definitely want to go ahead and head to thelines.com as well. That's where we do have our great written content for you. And most importantly, our odds finder tool that you can go ahead and use to make sure you're getting the best juice back on all of those NBA bets you make this season. This one's going to be talked about. We are going to be talking about the dubs in Dallas taking on the Mavis. Nate, let's go ahead and get into this little three-game slate and then get into that one. Yeah, the first game we are not doing a game video on because the Pistons are plus five at home. We don't know if Jay Nivey or Bojan Bogdanovich are going to play. They're already without Cade Cunningham indefinitely. Um, so that will obviously change things based on whether those guys go or not. I think the Knicks are in great position to win if they don't go, for sure. Um, Warriors right now minus two at Dallas. That started as a pick'em line. Uh, the total crept up a little bit right now to 228. And then the other game we'll talk about. Clippers are plus three and a half at Portland. A lot of stars out there. Low total of 211. Yeah, I mean, you talked about the Warriors and Mavs meet. There can be some wild fluctuations for sure. I mean, teams that are heavily dependent on the three ball teams that have some pretty stark uh, home road splits and pretty stark differences in how they want to play in terms of the Warriors being routinely a top five pace team. Dallas being dead last in pace once again. Recently, I mean, Dallas has fought fire with fire and and out and outgunned the Warriors um, saying, you know what? You know, your three point defense is not great. We can spread you out. Luca is an absolute problem for you um, and get great looks, especially at home. Um, four of their last five home meetings in their meetings in Dallas have gone over in the regular season. Eight of their last 12, including the playoffs overall. Uh, and it's basically based on that kind of efficiency that Luca can bring. The pace was up in a few, but their last meeting last March down to a pace of just 91 but Dallas at 17 threes, a 134 offensive rating. Uh, and you look at the average now, they're getting 120 a game with a 98 pace. So they can play a little faster. Dallas coming back from a tough East Coast road trip, right, where they lost their last three against just fantastic teams, Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Luca look a little worn down at the front end of that back-to-back -back in Toronto. Um, so... I think he bounces back, though, like we saw last time they hit the road, right? And he just kind of faded into nothing in, in Washington and then all of a sudden comes home, posts a monster triple-double against Portland. So I will say that Luka is probably – I mean, he's going to be in player props. He's probably who I would want to bet on if you're just looking at a player prop here. The, the home road splits are just – incredible right now 131 offensive rating versus 111 on the road scoring 34 and a half points per game and against golden state in particular uh his last three at home uh not 30 37 points per game on a 42 percent usage rate with 12 free throw attempts per game the warriors defense while i mean they're starting to pull it pull it together on the road they're still 29th on, in, in rating on the road Versus third at home. They're 27th and three-point D versus second at home. And they're allowing a ton of free throws wherever they are, which is why you see these numbers trend towards the over, uh, along with the fact that Steph Curry leads 
an insanely efficient offense. They're starting to find the roles in the second unit to maintain that. Uh, so right now they're five and one to the over as road favorites, eight and one to the over when they're just playing on normal equal rest with the opponent. Uh, and with Clay getting hot, I think it's fair to you know call him the barometer for this team, right? So I mean, yeah. the player performance doubles. Clay twenty points in a win is nearly plus three hundred. Clay five threes in a win, which he's averaging over these last six, is plus four sixty. Um, so I would look at that as the kind of the angle for the Warriors. And of course, Luke is going to have to have a big line if the Mavs are going to win. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the uh, the, t- the story of the narrative for their whole season, obviously. Um, I'll just go ahead and start. You know, I was actually thinking a lot about this game through the lens of like how bad the Mavs are in the paint. Um, and how average the Warriors are in the paint, but I don't think there's a big enough, um, you know, advantage there in any way to sort of feel like you can pick on the Mavs if you're the Dubs down low. It's not the same team that you, there's. There's really no the, the offensive rebounding isn't there. Um, that would be what James Wiseman would have been there for. Uh, and Draymond's only recently sort of started to look like he can actually still box out centers uh, and get those rebounds uh, as he's been doing in the last few games. If they've they've started to pick things up a bit. Um, I, I also think most importantly though is is the three point percentage, which you, you touched on a little bit um the Mavs are much better defending the three at home which is crucial right uh both these teams as you said shoot a lot of threes the Mavs not shooting a great percentage but they're shooting a ton of them um and that's where they're getting a lot of their points uh obviously it's 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 Luka and spread offense with Luka off of that the Dubs playing pretty well defending the three I mean top 15 they're not great um and, and it's it's something that I I do think the the Mavs can probably continue to take advantage of it's it, they don't really need to change their game plan much from what they've seen in the past maybe you get a few more pick and rolls with Luka because you have Christian Wood now, uh, but you're still looking at at Luca and drive and kick, at, at isolation ball, forty percent usage, all the things that are Luka Doncic uh, are just at in the extreme this year, and it's it's kind of working. I mean, they're nine and ten. Um, they're much better defending the three at home, which is why they're eight and three straight up at home and one and seven straight up on the road. Uh, that combined with the fact that Lucas is uh, not just a one man offense. I mean, he's like three guys, the equivalent of three guys on offense, essentially, when he's at home right now, looks completely unstoppable um, and is a huge reason for why they're so much better. But it's also that defense, right, where they're allowing 10 fewer points at home. They're uh, they're limiting teams to 34 percent from three as opposed to 41 percent on the road is Dallas. Um, so I, I'm nervous to pick the dubs, even though we both like the fact that we we see the trend towards success for them. Clay started, uh, as you said, Clay being the barometer for that team. He started slow with his shooting the last three seasons that he's actually played at the beginning of the season. So that really wasn't uh, before like four years ago. But even four years ago, five years ago, when he was playing in November and December, uh, his shooting stats were still you know pretty poor, similar to how slowly he he kick things off this season as opposed to what he's done over their last six where they've won five of those six and their only loss was that blowout to New Orleans where nobody who started there were no starters in that game for the dubs they just threw that one away and lost by 40 um, other than that they've won five of their last six clay in that time frame has upped his 20 his points to 24 a game from about 15 a game 14 and a half uh, with 24 percent usage he's at 32 minutes a game which is crucial we talked about him starting to get more minutes like maybe a few weeks ago and now he's finally back to over over 30 minutes a game with 56% from three, 5.6 threes made a game from out of 10 attempts from beyond the arc. 
not sustainable all season for literally anybody, even Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. But it's it's definitely him getting you know sort of making up for the the way that he's been below his his numbers and regressed back this season a bit. Um, so if he's going to be getting that twenty four game, he's got one and a half steals a game, which is crucial for him. His defensive ratings dropped down to about one hundred nine, hundred eight and a half because it was closer to about one hundred fourteen before that. Uh, and you know the same thing can be said for Wiggins. So both those guys up their percentages. Wiggins shooting fifty three, fifty one splits in that last six as well. Couple steals. He's got his defensive rating down to 103 uh, individually, which is uh, crucial. Like this, that's what this team was was missing was defense, and that's what Wiggins is there for. That's what Day Day Draymond Green is there for, dropping his defensive rating to 104 from 111 previous to that. And I mean, there's some cupcakes in there for the Dubs for sure, but I mean, they're playing offensive juggernauts as well. I call them offensive juggernauts. The, the Timberwolves and the Jazz are definitely in the top 10 in offense for both of them. Uh, the Clips, nothing there. And then they, they got smacked by the Pellies. But um, either way, my, my point is they've still played enough teams for me to feel like they've turned a corner. I, I just don't know that this is the matchup to pick them to win. The only thing that I, I would feel good about is is the fact that, they, you know, if, if Dallas is not going to be able to defend their three uh, that well, then, you know, that does leave the door open for the dubs. But I don't feel confident enough to bet too many units on this one. Um, I would just try to find some value in the way of guys like Clay scoring more than 17, which we'll talk about, uh, and maybe some Lucas stuff in there as well. But I lean more props in this one than I do totals or, or lines. Yeah, I mean, the total is interesting because the Mavs are obviously under machines except when you get into this matchup. Uh, I mean, they're as Jason with under Jason Kidd, they're 40 and 19 to the under at home, uh, 11 and three when they're home dogs, which they're slight dogs here. And those, those totals going under by about seven points per game. Of course, I mentioned the numbers though, when they host the warriors that can all change because Steph and Luca are just game breakers. Uh, but I mean, the last meeting, like I said, with that pace, it kind of screams regression in terms of, both offenses. Um, I mean, the fact that they both posted an offensive rating over 124 in a slow paced game makes you makes me lean a little bit towards the under here. Uh, I do want to see the Warriors, though, continue to pull this out. I mean, it's stunning how overrated the Mavericks have been in terms of the spread recently. Right. I mean, did you rattle off these numbers two and 14 in their last 17 games? Oh, and nine this season after a win. Uh, which they're not coming off a win. They're coming off a three-game road loss, but that just shows you that there's no continuity right now because, you know, how much of it is just how much energy does Luca have? You know, what can he do tonight? Um, and their defensive scheme, they still haven't figured it out. JaVel McGee is not the rim protector they wanted or he's not going to fit on both ends of the floor, uh, to say the least. And, I mean, yeah, with, with Steph out there, even even with the Warriors dropping um, offensive efficiency on the road, I don't I don't think it matters that you're good at three point defense in general. That's what I'm talking about him being a game breaker. He just drags your defense out so far and then opens things up. That that's why I'm I'm looking at Clay as the as the keystone here as the barometer uh, because if the Warriors you know they use the threat of Steph to get Clay those looks and he's hot right now. I think that could be the difference. That's why, yeah, I'm looking at the strong correlation play of you need Clay to get about 20 in this game for Golden State to win. Or uh, Wiggins, you know, also a, poss- a possible guy to yeah. look at, but his, his efforts are going to be more important on the defensive end, I think. 
It's true, but 16.5 points for Wiggins is kind of low as well. I, I I often like to take – I mean, right now you take Clay. Look, he's hot. We'll talk about that, as we said, in the, in the player props video. I often like to take Wiggs when he's got a, a couple points less on his prop than than Clay, just because he's gets to the line more, um, and he has a few other ways to score when Clay's not hot. But when Clay's hot, it's like that's fish in a barrel, right? This is like the second-best three-point shooter of all time, we might all agree upon, so uh, the only one being better on his team. But either way, yeah – I hear you, and and the only problem with those um, stats about uh, about the uh, the Mavs being uh, two and fourteen uh, to the uh, against the spread there this season, their last seventeen games they covered in the first two, uh, and then since then they have only covered twice. The problem is, is they're also winning those games uh, straight up. They just have these monstrous spreads this season, which sort of skews their numbers. I mean, the fact that they're nine and ten straight up on the season with a plus two net rating is wild, right? Like they have less wins. Than they have more losses than wins, yet they're positive overall. That's also because their their spreads are, are massive. I've, I looked at all their home spreads, especially averaging seven and a half uh, points that they have to that they're giving at home uh, this season. They're home favorites pretty much every single time, and when they are, those spreads are massive. So it's pretty wild to see that, and that's a huge reason for why they're two eight and one at home this season against the spread. Yet they've won eight of eleven at home straight up. So interesting numbers for tonight. Uh, it, it should be a good matchup with both these teams playing well and Luca back at home. So this game Clippers plus three and a half at Blazers that hasn't moved. The total has been bet down from 214 to 211 as we speak. And that's where I start, Josh. I said to you, this is kind of like an NFL quarterback having a pro- passing prop around 160. Like we saw Marcus Mariota this weekend. And it's like you, you could stumble backwards into a total like that in the NBA today. I mean, betting the under would be terrifying. There's you need you need both teams to hover around 100 points for it to be a close game. And I mean, both are you, you look at their entire season averages. They're both top 10 in defense. I mean, Clippers are top seven in just about every defensive category. They also play it at an insanely slow pace and attempt the fewest field goals and you know, there's numbers to convince you to bet this under, which people are doing right now, but yeah. it's so low. And I mean, the the first thing I start at is who's out for the Clippers. Obviously, no Kawhi Leonard. He's barely played all year, but no Paul George. And he's been out four games now. The Clippers, their defensive rating is six points higher in that in that span. Uh 114. Their assists are going up as well, and their scoring is going up um, 111 and a half in those four games. And you look at Portland, you know, both of these teams recently are allowing the second and third highest assist to field goal ratio. They're both letting you get into your stuff. They're letting you share the ball. Um, And both teams on the offensive end are number one and number two on the season in terms of sharing the ball and getting each other buckets. So, I mean, the, the worry with the only reason to bet unders with the Clippers when they're this low is to say they don't have anybody who can put the ball in the basket. They don't have anybody who can ISO except maybe Reggie Jackson and, and just get you a bucket in the half court. But yeah. if their team scheme is working, which we saw in the playoffs under Ty Lu, then all of a sudden T man's flying around, you know, Zubach is getting those buckets down low uh, and they're going to be able to score. They've been a little bit more efficient on the road, this year, they're 29th overall in rating on offense, but 22nd on the road. And Portland scoring eight more points per game at home, playing at a pace three possessions faster, scoring three more points per game. Also, the fifth worst three-point defense at home. So there's reason to like 
some you know some points. I'm not talking about an offensive explosion here, but 211, a 109 103 game is going to get you there. Um, the Blazers coming off a rough road trip here. The last four on the road without Dame, lost three of them. They're five two and one to the over after a loss. Uh, they're also five and three straight up after a loss. I mean, I lean Blazers. I have a hard time trusting them without Dame, but I think if you look at just Dame being out versus Paul George being out, Portland has a lot more experience playing without Dame right now. Uh, I mean, it's been the case most most of last season and for at least half of this season now at this point with his two separate injuries. I think they also have an advantage down low because Zubac just carried the Clippers with a, a shack line against the Pacers and Yusuf Nurkic has, has eaten him up. Uh, you know, he loves these kind of profile matchups against Jokic or against, uh, you know, a tough team down low. And last time he welcomed Zubac, he had 14 and 17. He was a plus 22. Zubac had three and five and was a negative 15. So I, I think we know who's going to win that one down low. Portland had a 20 rebounding advantage in that game. And they needed 42 points from PG, did the clips to, to hang in there. So I definitely lean Blazers as they come back home here. And But I, I think I kind of like the over if you're just looking to capitalize, if you can get this while it's low, because I think it will go back up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it should, um, but I'm not positive. I think everyone's going bananas on the totals this year. Remember when we when we had a 239 Kings-Hawks total the night before? We thought it was going to go down. It went up. So, like, what if this 211 goes down? I don't know. I'm not saying wait for it. Um, but, yeah, I, I would definitely go over before I went uh, under. I mean, look, the the Blazers are scoring four points less, but roughly three points less without Dame in the lineup this season. Um, they haven't been uh, an offensive juggernaut by any means. Um, we kind of thought they might show a little bit more, but really the thing is, is without Dame, it's really the Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant show. Um, and a lot of other guys seem to sort of recede a bit more. And we were kind of hoping that guys like, uh, maybe Sharp or Nasir Little or guys like that might show a little bit more improvement without Dame, but even, you know, especially like Nurk also not quite, uh, the same player without Dame. Um, so, I mean, look, Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant skyrocket in their, in their totals. I think that's what I look for more than anything in this game is like with the stars out, what happens, what's. What are the trends here? Um, and the trends are Jeremy Grant goes for 25, 4, and 3 and a half uh, assists a game uh, without Dame in the nine games Dame's missed. Anthony Simons, we've been saying it since last season, but I mean, this season it's even actually more, a little bit more telling. Uh, 27 points a game, 26 and a half roughly, six assists as well, and, and three boards uh, in the seven games uh, that he's played without Dame Lillard this season, getting about 40 minutes a game in there, which is another huge part of this with a roughly 29, 30% usage rate for Anthony Simons. So all these things, are things that I rely on a little bit more than, you know, who's going to be able to pull this game out, mostly because of, of everything you just said, you know, relating to how what they what they are without Dame in terms of finishing games and being able to um, pull things out. Interestingly, I believe they won that game uh, in the clutch on a Josh Hart uh, buzzer beater without Dame against the Suns earlier this season, um, which might lead you to think that they're still pretty clutch without Dame, but they are not. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the, the Blazers are not as good in the fourth quarter without Damian Lillard, another reason for four of those uh, uh, losses over their last five or so. Um, so I'm nervous to bet on on them. I'm not. I, I would love to bet against the Clips um, without you know their two guys in. But I think it's it's mostly the the game theory is here is there's going to be more points scored uh, for the, uh, you know on both sides of the Clippers playing a little bit faster and, and passing it around a lot more without you know their two stars in. Also much worse without two of their their two stars in who are two of the best defensive players in the league uh, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So there's a lot of conflicting factors. 
similar to the other game that we talked about, I'm leaning props before I'm starting to look at too much uh, who's going to win or, or what the total will be. Um, and, and specifically the guys that we talk about consistently, maybe some Anthony Simons, some Jeremy Grant, uh, some Reggie Jackson, uh, maybe some Terrence Mann to look at some of that kind of stuff. But mostly for, for this one, it's just, it's, just a, it's just a tough slate tonight on a Tuesday night. I hope you have uh, some, some other plans other than just sitting around and watching these basketball games where there's not that many units coming in uh, from me anyway uh, outside of some of these player props tonight don't listen to him bet big bet big if you can get it at 211 i'm i'm gonna hit that as soon as we're we're done here if i can get it um at that number Uh, another thing to think about though is the clippers both teams on a front end of a back-to-back the clippers had a real trend of losing the front end it last last couple seasons and then they were like nine and one on the back end of a back-to-back um and they're going to utah tomorrow night utah's reeling uh, I mean, I think there's a chance that that they just, you know, this is a team that doesn't necessarily take the regular season seriously, as we see by who they play, a team that is is just kind of going through the motions at times. And Portland's, you know, going to have their back against the wall after losing four of their last five, five of their last six, in fact, four uh, last games without Dame. Look, their last home game, they lost to Utah, but Dame went two for 14 and then checked out with an injury. I mean, that's like an emotional gut punch and kind of disrupting your offense because he was having an off night. Yeah. Other than that, they've been very good at home um, <clears throat> against some really good competition. Remember, I mean, they blew out Denver earlier this season <clears throat> at home. The Clippers, their last road game at Golden State, how do you let the Warriors shoot 51 threes? Like, what are you doing defensively in terms – I mean, they're, they kept them off the line. That's great. But I mean, the fact that the Warriors only hit 19, only 19 threes. I mean, it's that's that's just very troubling when you have a Blazers team that can get hot from three. I mean, certainly Simons can. Um, But then on the other end, the Clippers were able to get to the line 27 times, draw 26 fouls on the dubs. So uh, even in a very slow, slow paced game that got to 231. The Clippers, their only number, the only times they've gone under 210 recently have been against the Pistons, who, like I said, don't have anybody right now. And the Mavs, who, like we said in the other video, are kind of under machines and are willing to play at that 90 pace that the Clippers are playing. The Blazers are at least playing an NBA average pace a little bit faster at home, scoring more at home. And uh, I I do like Nurk, his props, and I do like... uh, Portland to, to win this game and, and hopefully push this over. Yeah, and and what we're also banking on is kind of what you touched on at the end there, which is three-pointers, uh, which really, once you get, the, you know, the amount of threes that we, we're probably going to see from these two teams, even without Dame, and especially without, you know, PG and Kawhi, and, um, there, there's <laughs> there's not many other ways for the Clips to win. I mean, they still remain in the top 15, and it actually goes, excuse me, they're like 12th in terms of three-point attempts and, and their three-point percentage. They're actually defending the three pretty well, um, but as we said, that goes down as well when you take out PG uh, from, this, from this lineup uh, on the perimeter there, so I just I think the over does feel a little bit better when you see when you see that a lot of threes are going to be taken in this game uh, and you only need a few of them to go in. uh, As you mentioned, all the barrage of threes that came from the dubs as they put up a big number on the clips. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. 
Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into your first NBA play a prop for tonight. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors playing the Mavericks, you got to expect Luka Doncic to show up. Um, like I said in the game video, the Mavs have had a rough go here on a tough road trip. When we saw that happen last time, it was like a little brief one in Washington where Luka was quiet. He came back with a monster triple-double against Portland, a good defense. The Warriors are 29th in defense on the road this season, and they haven't had much success stopping Luka anywhere. But you look particularly his last three regular season home games against the Dubs, 37 points per game, nearly 12 rebounds, 42% usage rate, getting to the line 12 times a game. Uh, and the, the Dubs are also uh, giving up the fourth most free throws on the road right now. They just gave up a ton to the Clippers, who have no one to really threaten you with. Gave up 26 free throw attempts to the Clippers. So I think Luca will be living at the line. Uh, you know, if you look at his home road splits in general, 131 offensive rating at home, scoring 34 a game, more free throw attempts at home. And then just the fact that the Warriors are playing so well offensively right now makes me think that there's going to be more of a back and forth here. Um, I mean, 32 and a half points is obviously a large total, but like I said, Luca is, is, is close to 35. You actually get better odds uh, when you, when you combine his rebounds. And I think the pace that the Warriors play at the amount of threes they take makes me feel good about that. 41 and a half points and rebounds. That's where I'd go. It's close to even money at DraftKings, And, And like I said, yeah, based on, his recent splits with the Warriors getting 12 boards per game in those home games right now. Yeah. I mean, it's high. It's very high. Um, But it's, it's Luca against the dubs and it's Luca this season and it's usage rate and points and minutes. Uh, And if he's going to be a little bit rested, we talked about that in the game video a little bit. This this team is really dependent on him being able to play a lot. He's definitely come into the season in better shape than we've seen him, um, able to stay on the floor for that for you know a ton of minutes a game. But he, you got to expect him to play thirty eight to forty tonight as well uh, in a game that I don't think will be a blowout if the Dubs are at least going to be uh, better on defense and they've been uh, a little bit better than they've been. They've gotten it down in their last few home or road games that they've actually improved upon that second worst defensive rating uh, on the road this season. So uh, we'll see if they continue to trend in the right direction, but I don't think they'll have an answer for, for Luca regardless. So um, staying in this game, Clay, uh, it's, we talked about him. We basically said we were taking him in that other game video where we talk about this game. Uh, we, t- we mentioned that he's going to be involved in these player props. 17 and a half points is minus one Oh five on DK, but, Three and a half made threes or more, uh, well, more than that. So four threes or more is plus 110 on DK. So I definitely like that. Uh, You look at what he's done in his last six. He's uh, shooting 10 threes a game and making five and a half of them. So the four there doesn't seem like too much. The, The Mavs, 
not very good opponent uh, three-point percentage. I mean, they, they give up a pretty good one. They're not that good on D against the three as, as much so as we've seen in the past uh, where they cover that well. They are better at home, I will say, uh, in terms of defending the three, but still, uh, not. it's Clay Thompson, so I'm still going to feel pretty good about making four threes when he's on that tear. The, the 24 points per game that he's had in the last six um, come on 32 minutes a game, 24% usage. These are the types of things we've been waiting to see for him. They started to trend in the right direction over the course of the last two or three weeks with him upping his minutes from like 22 to 26 to 28, and now he's at 32 or so, which is what we need to see. His defense is not so atrocious anymore that they can't keep him on the floor at times uh, as he's dropped that that defensive rating, which is crucial. So expect to see him on the floor. I'm fine with both of those bets. I'll probably hit on both 17.5 points over that and over 3.5 made threes. Uh, both are even money or better, as I said. So, uh, you know, it's, I'm not sure if this game is going to hit 227 or not, but it's going to be a little bit better and less choppy than you might expect from a match home game mm-hmm. and he's on that heater since what Mikel Bridges threw some shade at him um, after Devin Booker you know talked some trash in the first Suns win the Warriors have kind of that kind of woke them up it seems like that latest Suns loss where they got blown out and they've been on a heater with Clay as I said you know being the barometer there he's he's got to be knocked down if they're if Steph is going to continue to get all the attention he's getting having the best season of his career so far I think, I mean, the odds aren't great, but you get these head-to-head matchups. Clay to hit more threes than Luka, who's hitting like one or two per game. He's mostly going to the basket. Minus 150 uh, to hit more than Dinwiddie, who's not his role isn't even certain. You don't even know if he's going to hit a three, is minus 185. Um, but I mean, if you're going to bet for Clay to hit four threes, I, I like sprinkling some on those as well as almost a hedge or, or a, a bonus if he... He does hit those four threes. I think he'll have more than both those guys. Um, I'm going to go to the other game we break down here. Blazers, Clippers, and I'm looking for Yusuf Nurkic to uh, throw some cold water on Ivak Shaq Zubac, who just put up 39 and 25 against the Pacers. It's like the biggest line on the highest field goal percentage since Shaq did it 20 years ago or so. Uh, But Nurkic, the last time he hosted Zubac, I mean, the last time he hosted the Clippers, he had 31 points with Dame and CJ out. Obviously, CJ is not on the team, and Dame is out tonight. Zubac held to 5-6. and six. And then the previous time, Nurk had 14-17, and 17, was a plus 22 with six offensive rebounds, and held Zubac to 3-5. and five. Um, You know, his last three versus the Clippers, based on those, obviously going well over 25.5 points rebounds, which you're getting good odds at right now. His last six in general – with Dame out for four of those, he's averaging 18 points, nine rebounds, and a 25% usage rate. Um, it, it, the minutes are always a concern when you have a guy who gets into foul trouble, which is why even in 26 minutes per game, though, he's he's averaging 20 and 12 against the Clippers his last three. Yeah. So if, if he can stay on the floor, which he should be able to, I mean, the Clippers are not a, a team that you can rely on getting to the line. They're not a team that you can necessarily rely on to uh, – hit a high percentage of their field goals either, which is why they're 27th in opponents defensive rebounding. So I like combining it with the boards because I think he could have 15 plus boards. If you want to just bet on rebounds as well, that makes sense too. 
I mean, he's he's going up against Will Chamberlain. What are you talking about? <laughs> and if he if he Zubac, who put the hurting on Miles Turner for to the tune of thirty one rebounds the other night. Uh, although Miles did hit his uh, rebound prop that we called last night at halftime, uh, which was plus money. So uh, we'll see how that works out for Nurk after he plays Zubac. Maybe after you play Zu, uh, you you're it's like the toughest toughest test ever. So then you're sort of you've gone through your Navy SEALs training of rebounding uh, and are good. Either way, I, I feel good about Nurk as well tonight uh, in a game where. I don't know if, how I feel about much else, but some player props in there for sure. Uh, and Nurk to do his thing uh, without Dame and maybe a few more missed shots from the Blazers as well, upping his potential rebound total there. So uh, he also does pass out of the post a bit more without Dame as they look for him and then cut off of him. So that's that's another play that is there for them when Dame is out. When Dame's in, they're not really looking to, to use Nurk in that way nearly as much. So uh, I'm going to close things out here, Nate, with an under uh, in a game that neither of us really plan on spending much time watching because it's the Knicks and the Pistons uh, in Detroit. Um, and it's a road game. I'm going RJ Barrett under here in this road game for the Knicks. 20 and a half points for him. Um, it's minus 120 on DK. I'm going to be honest with you. I might even sell a point and take an alternate line of under 19 and a half. I don't think he's scoring 20 in this game. And I can get that up to about uh, plus 105, plus 110 if I do that. Um, 17 points a game on the road this season as opposed to 20 and a half at home. Uh, he shoots 36% from the field on the road. Very, very bad. 24% from three. I didn't even bring that up just because, like, oh, man, it's just so bad. He's only shooting five and a half threes uh, a game. But, I mean, he started off the season the first five games shooting roughly, like, 42% from three. And we all thought it was going to be a great RJ year. Uh, And he has just not made a three since then, basically. There was a a stretch where he missed, like, 27 in a row earlier this season. Uh, His last 10 overall, 17 a game on 37% from the field, 24 uh, from, from deep. So those splits just really bad over the last 10 as well. Six career games in Detroit, 15 points a game, five boards, 30 minutes. Uh, he is getting closer to 32 and a half minutes this game, a game uh, this season. Um, but still, the the splits awful in Detroit, 43% from the field, 33 from deep, uh, just three three-point attempts a game anyway. And D- Detroit does defend this position specifically better than any other position. This is the position where they have the most adults on their team, if you will, in terms of like Bogey and a few other guys uh, that have been around for a bit longer than, you know, uh, the Jaden Ivies and Cade Cunninghams. Uh, so they're inside the top 15 in and even inside the top 10 in a few really important positions when it comes to opposing small forwards, uh, defending opposing small forwards in terms of points per game, assists, rebounds, all that stuff. They're limiting that, that position, uh, like I said, better than any other. So I just don't feel good about RJ in this position. Yeah, and the Knicks scoring drops a lot on the road. Their defense is also much better on the road. So, I, I mean, I talked about betting Knicks. If Ivy and Bogdanovich are going to miss another game, maybe you just want to bet the under and assume that the Pistons aren't going to have – anything really going on offense and that the Knicks are more than happy to win a relatively low scoring game because that's what they've been able to do. Claw claw those out against bad teams um, on the road. So I think, yeah, under RJ also goes along with that under 228, which is the total right now. Yeah, and the total feels a little bit high, um, probably because the last time we saw the Knicks, they were they were you know going for like two seventy uh, against the Grizzlies at home. Complete opposite scenario from what we have today. So that is all the time though that we have for you guys today. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. We are staying super hot on these player props this season. So until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>